Welcome to the Connection Church online service. I'm so glad that you're here with us today. My name is Pastor Kathleen. I'm the senior pastor here at the Connection Church. And this week is our vacation Bible school. You might see the castle behind me. We are going to have a blast loving and serving the children of our community. You know, God loves children. God loves embracing them and leading them into his presence. Jesus said, let the children come to me. But the love of God is not only for children. The love of God is for all of us. God so loves you that he calls out to you. And in life, broken relationships, things happen that cause our feelings to get hurt, where bitterness builds up, where we can begin to kind of feel a hardness that, re that replaces the joy of childlike faith. And today, I want to look at the story of the prodigal son, where we see the story of a son who chose to return home and embrace the love of a father. And his father rejoiced that he was there. But yet the brother had to deal with bitterness and forgiveness himself. And we have to choose today, what is God calling us to? Are we going to return? Are we going to rejoice? Or are we going to forgive others? Maybe you're in a place for all three, that you're saying, God, I need to move forward, and I know I can't do it without you. Well, today God is calling out to you, and he says, come to me like a little child with faith, because I have something good for you. If you have your Bible, would you begin with me in Luke chapter 15? In Luke 15, verse 11, Jesus is telling of a story. And he says, there was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me my share of the estate. So he divided his property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in the whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. How similar is this to so many right now that are struggling financially, that have found themselves homeless and struggling with a lack of resources. Well, this young boy, this man, realized in verse 17, when he came to his senses, he said, how many of my father's hired servants have food to spare? And here I am starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. That's true humility. He was willing to go back as a servant, not just as the son demanding what he thought was still his but he went back. Verse 20, so he got up and went to his father, but while he was still a long way off, his father saw him, was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him, and kissed him. The son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, quick, bring the best rope and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. What a heart of a father. That he gave that son the best that he had. He did not scold him. He did not continue to, to chide him for how could you do this. But he celebrated him, giving them the best robe and a ring and sandals 
and the fattened calf and celebrating that his son had returned home. Verse 25. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, and when he came near the house, he heard music and dancing. So when he called one of his servants and asked him what was going on, your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed and fattened the calf because he has been back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him. But he answered his father, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when the son of yours who has squandered your property with prostitutes comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him? My son, the father said, you are always with me and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. Can you feel the emotions of the older brother? <laughs> I've been doing what's right, but I see somebody else getting to be celebrated even though they did what was wrong. Feeling this frustration of how could I do what's right but be not rewarded while those who are doing what is wrong are rewarded. But the father rightly said, everything is always yours because we have each other. We have people. We have relationships. But we are celebrating because your brother is back and he's alive again. I think of how Jesus must celebrate when we come to know him as our savior. Because maybe some of us have been the prodigal son and we've wandered away from our relationship with God. But nothing prevents you from returning and being fully embraced, forgiven, and loved. Because God so loved you that he sent Jesus to this earth to give up his life, to be that fattened animal that would die on the cross and pay the penalty of your mistakes so you can return into relationship with God. And we all of heaven can celebrate that you return into relationship with your creator. See, the weights of life and the hurts done to us, both intentionally and unintentionally, they steal our joy. Each of us carries things, we carry wounds and weights that threaten to rob us of the enjoyment of life. But it is time for us to embrace a new season, a season of joy, forgiveness, and freedom. Whether you see yourself as the young brother, the older brother or the father, God is calling you to joy, forgiveness, and freedom. It is a new season for you. God loves you and he wants to embrace you and walk with you to a place of healing as you look to him. But returning to God is a choice. It does not matter if you feel like you have squandered your inheritance or your blessings. It does not matter if you feel like you have failed God. Because God is continually calling to you, the lost, the hurt, the broken, to return to him. In Philippians 3.13, we are instructed to remember something. I want you to pay attention to this. Philippians 3.13 says, Forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, press on towards the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. We forget the things behind because we leave them with Jesus, our Savior, on the cross. And we strain forward to what lies ahead, which is celebration and victory and overcoming in the name of Jesus Christ as we walk in a unified relationship with God.
we walk with him. See, the important thing for us to remember is that our past is over. This new season has come, the future lies ahead, and we press onward for all that God has. So think about this past season you've been walking through. Have you been the older brother filled with resentment and frustration? Have you been the older brother who refuses to just let it go towards someone? Have you been the father who is celebrating? Or have you been that younger brother who needs to return to God? In each situation, we need to be reminded that we are not alone, for God is with us. In Isaiah 41.10, God says, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. So think about the situations where you have felt disappointed or broken or allowed bitterness to sneak into your life. God is not unaware of your struggle. God is not aware, God is not unaware of the places where you are grieving. God is not unaware of the places where you hang on to resentment and bitterness. But he loves you so much that he wants to call you out of them. See, Jesus himself suffered deep emotional pain. Jesus himself was moved to the point of crying tears of blood. Jesus felt he understands the pain that we carry. The fully God, Jesus took on humanity. As Isaiah 53, 7 says, Jesus was oppressed, afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth like a lamb that is led to the slaughter, and like a sheep that before its shears is silent, so he opened not his mouth. He suffered in silence. See, Jesus confronted disappointment. He felt the pain. He became hungry and tired, faced temptation and apprehension himself. See, no one can accuse God of hiding or not caring. God cares about your situation. He has not hidden himself from you. He is calling you to embrace him. He is reaching his hand out saying, come to me. As we look at our story today, we see that this requires us to respond. Will we respond personally to God? See, that son, he chose to return. In verse, thir- verse 18, it says, The son spoke and said, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. See, the son had taken all of his wealth, but he had to swallow his pride and confess his mistake to his father. And when he realized his error, he was humbled. He admitted his error and he returned. God is calling us to admit our errors, to repent of them and turn towards him and return to him. The father in our story, the father of the prodigal son, he rejoiced. He did not hang on to any frustration, but he quickly forgave his son, rejoicing over the return of a child more than the financial waste that had taken place. See, forgiveness is where we do not require retribution. Forgiveness is where we do not play the, pl- the, the place of judge or God, but the father embraced his child. Verse 22, the father said, quick, bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For the son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they began to celebrate. In your life, where is God breaking through? 
instead of hanging on to where you need retribution or you need someone to ask for forgiveness, can we be people that simply rejoice, that no longer hang on to that need for retribution, but we embrace the people, releasing it to God, that we celebrate when someone returns. See, the older brother, the older brother failed to forgive. He held on to bitterness and anger. Verse 28, the older brother became angry and refused to go in. And he said, look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders, but you never gave me anything. And that brother missed out on the restored relationship that was possible because for him, he wanted to hang on where he had been wronged. He failed to forgive and to return to relationship. And in your life, where do you need to repent and return? Where do you need to rejoice? Where do you need to forgive? Maybe you have all three. In our lives, we often are in all these circles where we're saying, I need to forgive someone. I need to rejoice. I need to return. I need to be in relationship. See, if we have erred, it is time for us to be godly men and women who stand up and choose to repent to humbly take it upon ourselves to say, I will go and make this right. Much like the son was able to say, you know what? I did wrong, but I will go back to my father's house. I will admit my wrong and I will make it right. We cannot allow shame and embarrassment to enslave us to the world and our past decisions. Our past is our past. So make things right whatever the cost. Choose to be a person that repents and returns back into relationship and unity with others. When someone returns and asks you for forgiveness, are you a person that does not hold a judge, a grudge? That's hard. I can imagine as the older brother sitting there saying, Ah, but are people more important than us hanging on to what we feel we are entitled to? Or we don't hang on to bitterness, but we can release it to them. We embrace people, we release hurts, and we engage in relationship as if they were never broken. This is hard, but this is what God calls us to do as we move forward in our relationships with others. See, the father brought the best robe and sandals and a ring and the fattened calf. He held nothing back. And when someone returns to a relationship, we are to restore it to the place that it was before. That means we don't just kind of hang on a little bit and see how it goes. But when we restore a relationship, we enter back into it fully with childlike faith, trusting have you ever seen how trusting children are? Children can be in a completely huge fight against one another, yelling and screaming and hands and legs are flying and it feels like World War XII. And they have to stand in their timeouts. They come back, I'm sorry, I'm sorry too. Will you forgive me? Okay, will you forgive me? Immediately, the children run off and they're happy and playing again. No grudges are held. As adults, we begin to hold parts of our heart back saying, I don't want to be hurt again. I don't want to go through that again. But if we are going to embrace God with childlike faith, 
We have to learn to come back to that immediate return where we will surrender our bitterness, our resentment, our hurts, our right to be judged and forgive, allowing the offense to be covered over as if it had never happened. This is hard, but it is what God calls us to. God loves us. In Micah 7.18, God reminds us of how he restores. Who is a God like you? Pardon me, iniquity, and passing over transgressions for the remnant of his inheritance. He does not retain his anger forever, but he delights in steadfast love. Will, he will again have compassion on us. He will tread our iniquities underfoot. You will cast all your sins into the depth of the sea. If our God can forgive us, we can learn to forgive others. How thankful are each of us that God has restored us and releases us of our mistakes when we come to him. As humans, we are imperfect and we make mistakes. And as God has given us his love, may we be people that can extend that outward, that don't hang on to it, that we don't just receive the love of God, but we receive the love of God and we extend it as an extension of him in every area. See, God is aware of the things you are going through. Let's pull out some principles from this today. The first principle is to look to God in your difficulties. That younger brother had to choose to return. In his difficulties, he looked to God. He looked to say, I need to go back. And God invites us to return to him. The prodigal son, he squandered his inheritance, and he was living as a hired hand, feeding pigs. But when he recognized whom his family was, he was able to return home. And in our lives, whether we are a prodigal or a wanderer, or if you are a prodigal yourself, God is inviting you to return to him. God is saying, come to me fully. Bring your whole heart to me. Not just part of it, but bring your whole life to me. Don't try and figure out how you can be a hired hand feeding pigs, but come fully to me. Isaiah 43, 2, says, God says, When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Returning, even though we know that it has been a difficult situation, is hard. But God says he will go with us in it. See, our Heavenly Father has extended the invitation to each one of us. And for some, the call today is return fully to God, to give him your heart, your life, to walk in a renewed childlike faith with God. The second principle is to choose to move into a new season in your life. We have to choose to rejoice. Philippians 3.13, I read it before, I'll read it again says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead, I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Will we choose to move forward in a new season? Not staying where we've been, but moving forward in a new season. It is a choice. Will I stay stagnant? Or will I walk where God is calling me, leaving the past behind? We have to choose to 
forgive ourselves to do that. We have to choose to forgive others to do that. We have to release our frustrations towards God and walk where God is calling us. But it's an intentional choice to move into a new season of rejoicing. Much like the Father, can we rejoice when we see God doing great things? The third principle is we can choose to forgive. Forgiveness means that we do not exact the penalty. It includes granting relief from payment. It can also mean pardoning someone. The father of the prodigal did not ask the son to return what he had taken as his inheritance. He was just glad for his presence. We can learn to be people who are more forgiving, who are more people-focused. See, God does not exact payment, but he forgives freely. And God forgives us of anything that we ask. And we can learn to do the same for others, even for people who may never ask for it. By that I mean someone who may have already passed and be in heaven themselves may never be able to ask you for forgiveness. Someone who is hardened in their heart and they think they are right, even though they wronged you, may never ask for forgiveness. But that does not mean that you cannot extend forgiveness. You can choose to extend forgiveness in your heart towards someone who does not ask for it. Because extending forgiveness is not for them. As we forgive, we release things into God's hands. And we stop holding on to what we think we are entitled to hold on to. See, God didn't say to us, work out your differences. He said, forgive each other as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also must forgive. Will we choose to forgive people? Will we choose to do it even when they don't ask for it? It boils down to do we look to God to deliver us? Do we look to God in every situation? Are we trusting him and walking with him? See, the prodigal son had to choose to return home. Where in your life do you need to surrender parts of your life to God and return fully to him? Where do you need to make a situation right with someone else? Where do you need to choose to ask for, for forgiveness, to repent of what you've done? See, when the, the prodigal returned home, he said, Father, forgive me, and he came back. But the brother was unhappy, but the younger brother still went. He continued, even though he knew he was not going to be warmly received. And sometimes the correct thing to do, the thing God is calling us to do, is difficult. But God says that he will go with you and empower you if you look to him. See, the Holy Spirit is available to help you. Will we follow him? Let me wrap this up. In your life, what is God calling you to do? As we look at this story, where do you see yourself? Are you the younger son who's done your own thing and needs to make it right with somebody? Are you the father who needs to celebrate and just embrace with joy those around you? Or are you the older brother who needs to learn how to extend forgiveness? In your life, choose to either forgive, rejoice, or return to, to all that God has for you. Maybe it's all three. But in the situations of your life, God wants to heal you and bring you emotional joy and strength in your relationships as you walk in the natural relationships so that you will be able to be stronger in the spiritual ones.
that when you embrace him, you'll be closer to him. Because God so loves you that he does not leave you in the state that you currently are, but he is leading you, much like a child, to a safe place because he loves you. He cares deeply for you. And he says, fear not, for I am with you. I will go with you. I will lead you. I will be with you. So follow me. Let's pray. God, I thank you that you love us so much. We thank you for this example that Jesus told of this prodigal son. I believe each one of us can find ourselves somewhere in this story. We either have gone off doing our own thing, and we need to return, whether in a human relationship or in our relationship with you. Or we need to celebrate those who are returning and rejoice with what God is doing in other people's lives. Be the, the celebrators that come alongside and encourage others who are walking in their journey. Or maybe you are calling us today, God, to extend forgiveness, to recognize the brokenness and the bitterness, and to not allow that to keep us from restored relationships. So God, as we bring our lives before you yet again, we invite you to, to move upon our hearts, that we would be transformed, that we would go where you are calling us, and that we would be attentive to your Holy Spirit where you invite us to make changes in our lives where we can walk in wholeness in our relationships and have restored joy and hope and love as we walk with others, as we follow you. Amen. Well, as we go into this next song, I want to encourage you, take a moment and talk to God. Ask him to help you to, to make this a, a commitment that you will act out this week. Remember, it, this is a choice, it's a call to action that you have to choose for yourself. Will you take steps to return to relationship with God or to relationship with the others? If it's a relationship with others, call someone, make it right. Set up a coffee date, go over to someone's house and have the hard conversation. If it's with God, I invite you to pray. Give him your whole heart again. We have an online pastor, if you're watching live, who is ready and available to pray with you if you'd like someone to pray with you. If you want to celebrate, I encourage you, reach out and encourage one another. Be the, the father who celebrates those who are walking where God has called them. And if God is calling you to extend forgiveness, let it go. It's time to release it to him because God is calling us to a place of unity.